the Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. I'm Adam. I'm Paul. I'm Jerry. Today, we're going to drink some whiskey. We're going to talk about some cigars and give our opinion on yet another great beer product. Uh, before we get to the whiskey of the week, what are you guys starting with? I started off with just wild turkey. I'm there with you, except I got the, the 101. Yep, yeah, I'm just rocking the uh, 81 right now just to get just get started. Well, shit, guys, I'm feeling left out. I don't know where the fuck my wild turkey is right now, so it's it's lost in the sea of bottles next to me. I went with Old Ezra number seven from Lux Co. coming in at 117 proof. This is a seven-year-old whiskey, 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. I believe the distillate is Heaven Hill. It was distilled and aged in Kentucky, but it distilled by an undisclosed distillery and bottled for Lux Row. So my presumption there is that it's made by Heaven Hill, but it is tasty. I'm certain you guys have had this before. I believe Paul was telling me that he had the rye not too long ago. Is that is, is, or was that somebody else? No, I I was telling you that, and it's that's pretty good. I would imagine so. I had six or seven of these bottles. I bought them all for retail before the price decided to skyrocket, mm-hmm. and now there's a fairly large secondary market for this stuff around here, and it's being sold at a much higher price point than I think it's worth. And I like it. It's really good. But we know how I feel about the secondary market. So yep. as we all do. Right. Now I don't know about you guys. I can well I can see Jerry doesn't have his cigar lit there yet. Uh Paul, do you have yours lit? Yep. It's got it sparked up. So this pairs very well with the old Ezra. We'll we'll talk about what this is in a moment, but it's it's working pretty well for me. How's it working with that wild turkey over there? It, I mean, it brings out. I haven't had this low proof wild turkey in a while, and I don't know if it's a cigar or if it's just I haven't had it in a while. But it it's like drinking candy. I mean, it brings out a lot of the sweeter notes in this whiskey. I think. Same thing with the uh, the one hundred and one. Definitely brings out a lot of that more sweeter notes and less of that uh, cinnamon uh, characteristic. It's actually doing the same thing with the old Ezra. Even at 117 proof, the cigar is, is kind of kicking those, those sweet notes in the high gear. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's probably the cigar. I think we'll know a little better in a minute when we get to the whiskey of the week, see how it affects that. Although the whiskey of the week, is a pretty sweet with it tends to sit on the higher side from on the higher on the the sweeter side for me the high end of sweet for me i've had a lot of these bottles and i currently am sitting on 13 of them um and it's i I, so i I think i'm pretty well qualified to say that it's it's a sweeter whiskey because i've drank a lot of it that said i'm going to finish this up and we can go ahead and move on to the whiskey of the week and the whiskey of the week is Smoke Wagon Uncut Unfiltered. And hot damn, if this isn't one of my favorite whiskeys. This particular bottle is batch 134D. It was bottled in February of 2022, February 6th. 
specifically. It's coming in at 57.94% alcohol. So that's coming in at 115.88 proof. Uh, smoke Wagon, it has a uh, mash bill of 60% corn, 36% rye, and 4% malted barley. Smoke Wagon is distilled by MGP or um, Ross and Squibb, as they're now known, and then aged in Nevada by HNC Distilling Co. Um, that's the brainchild of Aaron Chetnik. And uh, damn it, if he doesn't know what he's doing. Aaron, if you happen to listen to this, if you would uh, if you would reach out, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, you actually inspired both the whiskey and the cigar. And uh, we're going to find out how well they pair together before we reveal what the cigar of the week is. So before I smoke the cigar and then drink the whiskey, I'm going to have a little drink of the whiskey itself. I will join you. I get peppery notes on the nose and some sweetness, some smoky, some leather, a little bit of citrus, maybe some orange peel, some brown sugar, instantly leather and brown sugar, orange peel across the mid palate, pepper on the finish for me, and some vanilla, sweet all the way across from front to back. Does not drink at 115 proof for to me at least it doesn't feel like it drinks at 115 proof. No, absolutely. It definitely the sweetness really comes through. Um you can you can tell you can tell the proof is there, but it doesn't hit harshly. Um but yeah, I mean there's you get the oak with the leather that's kind of in the background and that sweetness it's almost like a berry or caramel sweetness that's up front. Really good whiskey, Gary. How do you feel about it? Same thing. I get a lot of that citrusy, orangish in the mid palate, but uh, the front is definitely like a like a berry compote sort of deal, like Paul was saying, like a caramel with berry sweetness. Um, there's a good amount of leather in there that I'm getting. Overall, great whiskey. Hold on now there. Jerry's pulling out the uh the chef tasting notes with the berry compound. I don't I don't even know what the fuck that is, <laughs> much less having had it. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'd like to try it. <laughs> Jerry's been uh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jerry's been watching uh, a little bit of uh food network it feel I feel like he may be making some of this stuff at home. <laughs> That's all I do is watch food network and try to cook it. Hey. And realize I'm not a good cook. Now I'm going to take a few draws off this cigar and test it out with that with that whiskey and see what I think about that. With the smoke wagon for me, it kind of muted the sweetness, but not in a bad way. It allowed some of the pepper spices to come through. It muted the orange peel a little bit. But here's the thing for me. This is what I'm thinking. I think considering what kind of cigar we're currently smoking that this might be the way this whiskey is intended to be tasted because Aaron smokes these cigars and, and these batches have to have his final approval before they make their way out the door. I'm envious 
that he gets to smoke these cigars and drink this whiskey all the time. He he's really done the whiskey world a favor by creating smoke wagon. What I really like about that company is they try to make it, they try to make good whiskey that's affordable. They don't want to play all the bullshit games. They don't want to fuck around. And I really appreciate that about Aaron. I don't know what he did previous to starting Smoke Wagon, but he he has a very working man's ethic about him, and he tries to keep the prices down there. And some of them get pretty high with the the specialty bottles that you see that have the medallions hanging from them and all this, like the medals that, that hang from whatever, um, the, the private barrel selects. I'm really looking forward to some of the single barrels that'll be coming out when they open up their single barrel program next year. Um, if we can make it happen, the three of us should go out to Nevada and pick a single barrel. He said that the only way that you can pick a single barrel is you have to go there. He's not going to send the samples out to folks, which is fair. So I think we should go to Las Vegas and do a single barrel pick. But these two, the cigar and this whiskey, they pair very, very well together. And we had this discussion last week where the dark, bold flavored cigars may not necessarily work so well with some of the higher proof, more, you know, higher flavored whiskeys. But in this particular instance, for me, it pairs very well. I, I really like it. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely, definitely pairs well with it. It changes it, um, like you were saying. It's a little bit of that sweetness away, but there's still enough left there. But it opens up a lot of other areas of the palate, I think, for this whiskey. Um, it's almost like like you can taste the more toasted oak and you can taste the like more earthy flavors that are coming through after smoking the cigar. The sweetness goes away slightly, but it's there's still enough there that it's it just changes it into another fantastic whiskey. It goes from being great to being great differently, you know. Um, everything that smoke wagon does that I've had is is always top notch. Um, it's hard for me to get it here. I have to get it online because they don't sell. I think they only distribute to like eleven or so, ten or eleven states right now. I'm not one of them, so I have to follow up with the emails and fight everybody when it drops because it usually sells out pretty quick. Um, but whenever I can get my hands on that, I absolutely do. Yeah, for me, the uh, the cigar rounds out the, the pour a lot. Uh, before, not saying it was like you, the, you, you had three different stages of it, but you could taste like different aspects of it with the cigar. It rounds it all out so you're getting everything all at once it definitely tones down the the sweetness but like adam was saying i was getting a lot of that like peppery citrus almost, not quite a like a lemon pepper but more of like a orange pepper but that, that's that combo is is fantastic so paul mentioned uh like a, a toasted quality to it and now that i'm thinking about what i'm really getting is a toasted marshmallow. That's what's really hit me on the palate. A toasted marshmallow, like a uh, a to uh, a toasted graham cracker and toasted marshmallow smushed together, like a s'more without the chocolate. Which I'm not a chocolate fan, 
So I really appreciate that. Um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, me being me, um, I like the higher proof whiskeys. I like the stronger flavors that's been well-established on this show and in my private life. Um, anybody that knows me knows that about me. These two go really well together. Um, Smoke Wagon is my favorite available whiskey. We have it on the shelves here now. When it first showed up in Kentucky, it would fly off the shelf. Secondary market was the only way to get it. I traded. I had like 10 bottles of Old Weller Antique, and I traded every single bottle that I had for Smoke Wagon Uncut Unfiltered because people were willing to do that straight up. That you won those trades. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they were fine with it, and I was fine with it. So um, they walked away happy. I walked away happy. And, again, I've had eight to ten bottles that I've killed, and I have 13 more upstairs. And that's because I will not kill a bottle until I have a backup or two. And I, I won't go clear a shelf, but I will buy a couple bottles. And they're 85 bucks or so here. Um and we've got the small batch. We've got the just the standard smoke wagon. We've got uncut the younger. And then we've got the bottled and bond rye. And then I actually found a distiller's blend rye the other day. And if you've never had it, it's it's incredible. If you especially if you like rye. So um I'll have to send send you some samples of those. Jerry, you as well. Um, but there it's everything that Aaron and company are doing. I'm a very big fan of, um, Jerry and I sat in on a call that he did with the spirit animal society uh, a few weeks ago. And he's just super down to earth guy. Uh, his, his, his use of, Colorful language rivals my own, and I was extremely appreciative. <laughs> so he, he's, a, he's a real down-to-earth guy. Um, I don't know where he's originally from. I can't place his accent, but he does great things with whiskey. Clearly, he knows um, good whiskey, and the thing is, he doesn't seem to care if anyone else agrees with him that it's good whiskey. He knows what he likes. And then that's what he sends out, and hopefully other people like it, and a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Unfortunately, he doesn't have distribution in Maryland. He doesn't have distribution in Florida. You know, I'm sure that he would like to get there at some point, but until then, if you guys need help acquiring, you can always let me know because he does have distribution in Kentucky, thankfully. Yeah, absolutely. And just, I mean, his presence on, or the whole brand's presence on social media and YouTube and outlets like that, uh, it just, it, it connects you with the brand the way that, you know, he comes on and interacts with the supporters of the brand. Um, I think it was through during the pandemic, he was put uh, taste in barrels on Instagram live, I believe like regularly. And I remember watching a bunch of those and it's just, I'm just a down to earth guy. And, you know, it shows in, in his whiskey. I mean, I remember watching say oh this one's not ready we're putting it back and you know they're, they're not just out there putting stuff in bottles to make money I and mean, he's the brand as a whole puts out quality product and you know 
I wish them all the best, and I hope they keep growing so that I can find it on the shelf in Maryland one day. Yeah, it's funny. The first time that I ever met Jerry in person um, was last summer, 2022. He came up for distillery trips that he and I were doing with some other friends of ours, and um, I was sitting in a hotel parking lot waiting for Jerry's plane to land. And while I was doing that, I was watching Aaron on Instagram Live talking about some um, rye releases, some experimental releases, as I recall. Um, they were produced in very low quantities, but I was sitting there watching them sample them. Um, in fact, I went down an entire rabbit hole for about an hour just flipping through the Smoke Wagon Instagram channel or the the, the, the Smoke Wagon Instagram account, I guess I should say. And um, I've always been a big fan. The first time I ever had them, I went down to Nashville and um, was hanging out with the blue collar bourbon guys. And they let me try that. And I was instantly hooked, instantly a fan, instantly hooked. Couldn't get it in Kentucky. I did find a couple bottles in Nashville and I bought those and brought them back with me. Um, it's, it's just, it's it's really really good stuff. I'm really impressed with these guys, um, and Aaron does great stuff. So my hats off to them as a company. My hats off to Aaron. It's it's thank you for giving us this gift because I really like it, or thank you for giving me this gift because I really like it. Yeah, and third, you know, their brand is a really cool brand as well. It's from, you know, the bottle designs with the little wax medallion inlays. And um, I remember reading that they, because they make, other than whiskey, other than, other than bourbon and rye, I know they do uh, vodka, um, a silver dollar American vodka, I believe it is. And I, I believe they distill that in Nevada. Um, so they take a little pride into that too. I mean, vodka is what vodka is, but sounds like they're doing it right and i do remember reading that they put um the the morgan dollar on the bottle of the of the vodka that's like their little emblem on the front of the bottle and i remember reading an article that he had to like get permission from the treasury department to use a you know a representation of that coin which i thought was pretty cool that they gave him permission to do that and i know he incorporates a lot of nevada themes um things on the bottles um the two the logo is the two smoke wagon guns which is i think the old colt revolver i believe it was so they, so they nicknamed the smoke wagon um that's like the logo there's tumbleweed on the glass and things like that which you know represents nevada so they take a if somebody's taking that much pride in their exterior of their bottle you know the stuff that goes in has to rival it so i, I think they they know that and they're keeping their standards high yeah the name itself uh reminds me of the movie tombstone yep uh now that took took place in arizona you know but uh the particular line was are you gonna skin that smoke wagon or just stand there and bleed which is one of the greatest lines in all of cinema <laughs> And that is one of my favorite Westerns of all time. And Kurt Russell uh, does a fantastic job in that movie. And uh, poor Billy Bob, he just, he couldn't do anything. But in fact, stand there and bleed. And 
watch his pride shrivel away much like his nuts. Um, there was he, he there was nothing he could do. So I really there's a lot about it that that I like. Um, and you mentioned the bottle design. The uh, I don't know what you call this, but the uh, the contour of the bottle with the with the the flowers and and all these different things. It is it's a beautiful bottle. There's nothing like it in the whiskey world that I've ever seen. Um, it's it's just a really nice looking bottle. From the I've got different variations. I've got four or five bottles of batch ninety, which are the clear bottles and the white label, and then. And and that was when they couldn't get the darker colored glass there for a while. And in fact, um, I heard Aaron talking about how some of the bottles, um, depending on the design of the bottom here, um, there's a notch and a number. Um, so some of them were actually produced in Italy and some of them were produced here in the States. And I don't remember which this, I think that this one comes from the States. This was bottled in, in 2022. So uh, at any rate, um, they put a lot of care into their, into their bottle design <clears throat> and they could charge easily a hundred dollars for this bottle. And I would buy it every time, but I can get it for 85 bucks here. The uncut, the younger is clearly by the name younger but it is really damn tasty. The um, I, I really like the the small batch designs that they do. The Halloween, the glow in the dark bottle, the uh, the American flag that they do for the Fourth of July, all those different things. Just the standard design on that bottle is is really cool. So, um, again, hats well, off. That, ha that Halloween one what was it this past year? Glow in the dark. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty damn cool thing to do. People don't really change their bottles for different things, right? They have a bottle, and every now and again, they'll change it. The Wild Turkey recently changed theirs within the past year and a half or so to a, a, a bottle with this kind of, um, whatever you call it, this puffed out design in the glass, whatever, and they removed most of the label. And But it's not a very common thing that that actually happens when, when people change, but they change their bottles for different holidays throughout the year and clearly Aaron is a very patriotic individual throwing that American flag up there which is also something that I really appreciate um my father is a veteran um my grandfather was a veteran my uncle was a veteran uh, I've got a couple cousins that are veterans I got three actually cousins that are veterans two from the Marine Corps one from the Army um I myself wanted to join, but was unable due to a uh, disability. With that being said, clearly he, he's got a love of his country and a love of veterans. And I really appreciate that about him as well. And the company. Great stuff. Um, well, wishings, please keep it up. It's, it's amazing. It's my favorite, my favorite whiskey that I, great stuff. Now, we mentioned that Aaron was also the inspiration for the cigar. And if Aaron happens to be listening to this, uh, thank you, Aaron, for, for introducing me to this cigar through your 
personal Instagram posts. This cigar comes from Black Label Trading Company. I don't know if Aaron's ever tried this particular cigar. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. He probably has. He's clearly a very big fan. Um, this is The Last Rites. And it is a fantastic cigar. Um, the wrapper is from, uh, it's Ecuadorian Maduro. The binder is from Honduras and the filler is uh, a mixture of Honduras and Nicaraguan tobacco. Um, it originates in Nicaragua. It's a medium to full, although I would say that this is more of a full than a medium to full. The, uh, the wrapper shade, much like the Liga Pravada, is Maduro. And I got this singular cigar from jrcigars.com for about $13. You can get a box of 20 for $234.25. So on jrcigars.com, you're saving $25.75. Um, but this cigar lends itself very well to the whiskey that we're drinking, the whiskey of the week. And with that said, uh, that is why I'm envious of Aaron, because he gets to smoke these cigars and drink this whiskey all the time. So how do you guys feel about the cigar? Yeah, like we said before, it, it really goes nice with this higher proof, uh, you know, bold, flavorful whiskey. Um, the cigar is great so far. Uh, you get a lot of good, good pepperiness to the cigar. Um, there's some little bit of like a coffee or some kind of tannic cocoa type of type of uh note i'm getting there too but really enjoyable so far yeah same uh same notes as paul but peppery to start out um starting to fade into a little bit more of a a sweeter stick um definitely getting a little bit of like the coffee and like a, a woodiness to it um but the the cigar itself is put together really well. Um, mm -hmm. I don't typically like to have a big ash because I end up ashing on myself and whatnot. And <laughs> this, this thing, like the ash doesn't want to come off. Like I have to actually like dip it into the tray for it to come off. So it's built real well. Um, and then I had it sitting for, I don't know, a good five to eight minutes. Went back to it and it was still lit. Didn't have to relight it. So that's always a plus. So it's interesting that you guys would mention Woody and coffee because the actual tasting notes, the flavors listed on jrcigars.com, rich flavors of cedar, coffee, chocolate, and cream. And then um, these, it, it says these delicious flavors come courtesy of a stunning, dark, and oily Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper over a two-nation blend of Honduran and Nicaraguan tobaccos. So... You know, like I said, these come in boxes of 20. It's a great stick. No no question about it. These guys, so so Black Label Trading Company, it's, it's actually a boutique cigar brand. And it was founded by James and Angela Brown. Presumably, they're married. They could be brother and sister, I suppose. Or maybe they're not related at all. I don't know. They wanted to, quote unquote, hone the artistry of fine tobacco making. So they released six blends initially. And they also feature the Blackwork Studio line of cigars, which I think 
we would be remiss if we did not look into. They're handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua. You can buy them online at Small Batch Cigar or JR Cigars or lot, lots of different online retailers. They have a lot of different brands, as it were. So they're all under the Black Label Trading Co. brand. But uh, they've got the Royal, the I believe that's Porcelain, the Santa Muerte, the Last Rites. Like I said, they've got the Lawless. They've got one called Memento More. Um, one called La Negra Madonna, which I think translates to the Black Madonna. Um, they've got one called Salvation. Um, the one that we're smoking right now, Last Rites, is actually a limited release. They've got others that fall under the limited release blend, the Bishop's Blend, Morphine, um, Deliverance Nocturne, Barrio Santo, possibly. I can't really tell what if that's supposed to be an O or what. Um, Super Deluxe. Um, it's a great cigar. It pairs well with the whiskey. Again, my hat's off to Aaron for <clears throat> introducing this. I don't know how he happened along this brand. Maybe they sent him some, um, because of his, uh, social media presence. My hat's off to James and Angela Brown for creating this brand. It's a damn good cigar and it pairs well with, with high proof whiskey. So, this is definitely something that's up my alley because it's got a lot of flavor to it. It pairs well with high flavor with with high proof whiskeys. Something I'm going to go back to. I'm going to purchase more. No question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And check out their website. I'm kind of going through it right now. The brands that you were just going through the the logos for each one of those are fantastic. Like just scrolling through the pictures. I know this one is on on the wrapper it's a lot of a lot of skulls a lot of religious symbols it's it's really cool really cool artwork that goes along with each one of these cigars great cigar really well made like jerry said it's not it's not falling apart even on the end here where i wet it and then i use my cigar punch to bore out a hole but it's it's not i've had them where i've wet it really well and then use the punch and it split on the sides, kind of like the way the Joker's mouth is split, and this didn't do that. Now, granted, this one came shipped individually with a little Bovita packet in it to keep it humid, to keep it at the right humidity. In the, in, but still, I've had them split, even if they were at the right humidity. They, I have some that I keep in a humidor here on my bar, and they tend to split anyway. With that said, it's made really well. It smokes. It's not... I'm not getting a lot of silly burn where it burns unevenly. Um, I'm getting a, just an even burning, well smoking stick. It's it's fantastic. Yep, same here. It's got a great even burn, even if when I let it sit to the side for five or so minutes, it's, it doesn't just burn away on one like lopsided. Um, got a great draw. It stays lit uh, even when you set it down and walk away for a little bit. And like Jerry was saying too, it's sure if i was careful this ash could go two three inches it holds on good yeah. so it's a very well put together score so with that said let's move on to the beer product of the week this was sent to all of us by paul paul made the uh made the choice for the episode so paul tell us about it take it away yep. so this week um we decided to try a new product to all of us um it's a uh, Tame the Wild is the brand. Um, 
and it's orange walnut beard soap. Uh, it's a five ounce square bar, uh, $14.50. Um, they have an Amazon store. So at Tame the Wild Beard is their Instagram. Check them out and have links to their Amazon store. Um, they sell other products, uh, ear balms, grooming kits, uh, ear growth kit, ear straightener. Um, but soap is the one we went with today. Um, I've had it for the better part of a week now and been using it. It smells fantastic right out of the package. Um, the ingredients are all natural like we like. Um, orange extract is right up there in the front. So you get that citrusy scent. Um, the rest of the ingredients are all oils and butters, shea butter, um, coconut oil, licorice root extract. And what's kind of cool is they put walnut granules in the bar um, and that is for exfoliation of your face underneath your beard. So using it, it's got, with just all those natural ingredients and no like foaming agents or whatever that they put in regular soaps and shampoos, it it produces a hell of a lather. Uh, it really feels like it's working good. Your beard feels completely different after than using a lot of other soaps that I've used before. Um, I like that it's in a bar form and it's not a gel. I don't know, it just feels like, I don't know, it feels better. Um, beard smells great after uh, today. I didn't put in any oil because I just took a shower because I was swimming all afternoon. And um, just with the soap alone, no conditioner, no oil in it, still super soft, smells good. Um, it's a great product. Um, one thing I have noticed is that it seems to be, like I've had other bar soaps before, your face the reviews I've seen online people have pointed that out too that it's it, it's a long lasting bar so $14.50 with those high quality ingredients it's well made you can tell it's handmade um, I got some you can tell some of the walnut granules were built up on the one side of the bar you know so you can tell it's all handcrafted and everything um, couldn't find too much about the company other than it was started by a father and son duo a few years ago um, and they pride themselves on the high quality ingredients and the uh, product tutorials so if you find them on any of their socials or on youtube they have a presence where they get reviewers and or themselves to go through and demonstrate how to use each of their products walk you through beard care tips things like that I watched a few of them this week because I was really liking this product. And uh, I think that, you know, there's a lot of videos like that out there, but when they're trying to push theirs as brand specific ones, it's, it's really neat that they're, they're really going the extra, giving the extra effort to put out those tutorials and things of that nature. So I did something very similar to you where I spent the day on the lake today and, you know, anybody that's ever been to a lake knows the water is dirty. And I came home, and right before the episode, I went upstairs and used it just really to put it to the test. And um, my face specifically feels really clean. Um, it does have a great scent. I used beard oil this morning before I left, like I normally do. And I actually can't smell the beard oil. I smell the soap. And like you said, soft, smells great. My face feels clean under my beard which is great because oftentimes i don't necessarily use a beard soap i use whatever i'm washing my body with whatever body wash i use 
sometimes I don't always have something specifically meant for a beard. But with that said, I think it's a great product. I will definitely be purchasing another bar. Paul split his into three and sent one to me and a third to Jerry. And it unfortunately hasn't made it to Jerry yet because postal service. So, um, Jerry, when you get it, you're going to enjoy it. It's good stuff. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, uh, hats off to those guys. They, they did a really good job. Absolutely. And again, it's, um, team, the wild check them out. I know they have a, a large presence on Instagram, a lot of posts on there. Um, couldn't find an actual website because um, everything they link, like on their Twitter, it just links to the Amazon store. So I think that's their main website that they want to direct people to. So if you go to Amazon and just, just search them on Amazon, it's Team the Wild Beard. Um, they do have, which now that I'm a huge fan of this soap, uh, like I said before, it's like fourteen forty nine for one five-ounce bar. They have three packs on Amazon for $26. So there's the deal right there. Yeah, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, it's time to move on to This Pours On Me. And this week, the pour was provided by Jerry. Um, Jerry, uh, go ahead and tell us about the pour. You know, give us a little background information on that, if you would. Take it away. So this week we have Westland whiskey. It's an American single malt out of Washington. Uh, specifically, they have a, their distillery in Seattle. And then it looks like their bottling plant is in Hockwiam. Um It's coming in at 116 proof. Um, age 66 months, so five and a half years. Uh, they, they call it a five malt. Um, it's just different styles of barley. Uh, they didn't, I don't know which, which ones they are, but, and there was, it, this is a single, they call it a single cask. So there was 204 bottles in this one cask and the nose they say should be cherry, new leather and a medium roast coffee. And the palate should be light raspberry. Slight tart finish and a balancing sweetness. Jerry jumps out right away on the nose. I get, I mean, I, yeah, I've that just pouring it into the glass. Yeah, for me, this one doesn't have like that typical American single malt nose to it. Not really getting like all that brightiness, and it's it's there, but it's not in your face like a lot of them are. I get oak on the nose. That's the first thing that jumps out at me, but it's not like somebody hit me in the nose with an oak stave it's it's pleasant kind of like um oak sawdust in a way and i do get cherries on the nose and lots of leather but again i've been smoking a cigar so that might have something to do with it the palate is straight raspberry yeah there's a a lot of fruit on the nose and the palate that malt comes through like for sure you know you're drinking the same malt i also get it's distinguishable. I'm surprised, but raspberry and then orange peel on this one as well. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't imagine that I would be able to pull those two things apart from this whiskey, but I, I, I can't. That is really good. 
And it doesn't drink like a hundred and what'd you say, 116 proof? It doesn't drink like 116 proof. 116. Yeah, no, no, you could tell there's some proof there, but it, it's not like doesn't taste like that. It I'd probably go just a hair over a hundred if I was to sit there and think about it, but definitely sits around a little bit. Yeah, there's a little bit of spice, a little peppery finish to it, but it's not overwhelming. It's got a nice long finish. Um the samples I tend to only pour half a bottle, but as you can see here, I got so excited about it, I poured the entire damn thing, and I am really glad that I did. Um, that's a very generous sample. Thank you very much, Jerry. That is um, that is that is fantastic. I don't know if I can get this around here. Um, I don't know if I can get Westland at all. I'm going to have to look into that. Westland's a brand that I've known about for a few years now they're doing awesome stuff with um the single malt category um i'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of this category um i two years ago i probably would have you know not even paid attention to that section in the liquor store but luckily locally for me we have a really good single malt distillery in baltimore called old line um, they kind of opened my eyes with the stuff that they're putting out so kind of expanded my horizons to uh check out some other ones and this is definitely one i found early on and i can get it around here and i do and it's it's fantastic i've never had anything now i shouldn't say i've never had anything from them because they put some weird stuff out sometimes and everybody's palate's different and some stuff doesn't land home with me but for the most part for their baseline and their you know stuff they put out on a regular basis everything's fantastic top notch you get a lot of these single malt distilleries that are, or not even single malt distillers, just distilleries that are putting out a single malt because it's kind of becoming the next big thing for American whiskey. And they don't hit home. They, you know, you can smell right off the, off the nose that it's just that weird, funky, crafty, bready that's yeah. not, not in a good way, you know? And then you're hesitant to even take a sip and it's just more of the same. It's just one note, it's just that one, you know, wet barley note you get. and uh, a lot of them miss the mark. I think they just want to have a label in that category, but these guys are doing it right. Like a lot of others are. Um, and I think, I think this is going to be one of the, the labels that, or the category, I should say that for the next couple of years to come, I mean, already the, the heritage brands are putting out more and more single malt um, labels. So think the everybody needs to take notice of the guys who have been doing it like Westland for a while now and get some of their products and open your horizons in your whiskey journey. I grabbed this bottle right after they started opening up Florida after uh after the COVID shutdowns. Uh I met one of our mutual buddies uh John down in Melbourne, Florida and uh we met up at a place called the mansion. Um so if you're ever down in that area, check them out. They got a huge selection of not just whiskeys, but whiskeys, rums, wines, to like anything you think of. And then they got a restaurant that is, it's amazing. Um, great food, great drinks. Um, but the one thing, like Adam was saying, was the the label. That was what caught, like, drew my eye to it. It says cast number 726 on it. So you could see like what casket is and everything like that. Um, there's really not much information on the bottle itself. 
other than it says uh one of 204 bottles and then it says distilled at westland and seattle and that good stuff um you could typically go on their website and they have a uh section there where you can look up your different cast numbers and see how old it was and and um what it was finished in if it was finished and all that stuff unfortunately this bottle wasn't up there uh so i emailed them and they email on friday and i think saturday they got back to me so um nice. seemed like a good company um i wasn't expecting a a message back that quick especially on the weekend but um yeah good stuff absolutely so i believe that concludes another episode of bourbon beards and belvedere's as always, you can find our socials on bourbonbeersandbelvederes.com. Please like and subscribe. Rate us. We'd love to know what you think. Um, we take constructive criticism or terrible criticism pretty well. We have pretty thick skin. <clears throat> and uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you um, will go out and try these products that we have reviewed for you let us know what you think of them as always enjoy your whiskey and your cigars responsibly cheers 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 guys Beards and Belvederes is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Ferrisier. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvederes.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers!